Welcome back into the Mountain Brook Schools podcast. My name is William Galloway. I'm the communications and PR specialist for Mountain Brook Schools. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Kimmy Blanton, one of the Spanish teachers at Crestline Elementary, who does a fantastic job with all the Crestline students, is an integral part of the culture in the Crestline family that also extends into the Mountain Brook Schools. And she's got a great school connection as her husband, Dr. Frank Blanton, worked at Mountain Brook for many years. So Kimmy, I won't do all the introductions of yourself. I'll let you introduce yourself and uh, tell us how you're doing today. Well, my name is Kimmy Blanton. Like you said, I am from Guatemala, but moved here to the United States when I was 22 years old in 1986. Um, my relationship with um, Mountain Brook started uh, when my oldest son started kindergarten. And I wanted to be part of his education, but also I was interested in seeing why schools did not have a, a foreign language program at the elementary level. So I started digging in and came to the board and started talking to the right people that use a, my talent, I guess, or my gift of knowing Spanish. And I took advantage of their willingness to open their doors and their minds to start a program here in Mountain Brook. So I want to back up a little bit. You're from Guatemala. Yes. Tell us, you know, a little bit about moving to the United States and, and a little bit more in, into that story as part of your background. Well, um, there's an organization called Partners of America, and it's an organization that has a sister city in, in Latin America. So Guatemala City and Birmingham are sisters. So they have a lot of um, exchange programs for students. And at the time, I had finished special education and decided to also pursue a career in legal, as a, as a legal secretary. And I came in that program to work here in the United States for three months. I was supposed to have work in Talladega for the School of the Deaf and Blind, but when I got here, ended working for Vulcan Materials. I don't know what the mix-up was. And that's how I met my first husband. So um, that's how I ended here in Birmingham. You know, I went back home, but at the end, I came back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, fast forward, you end up, you talked about, you know, coming to the Board of Education mm -hmm. and saying you wanted to get involved in, in having a Spanish curriculum. Um, so tell me a little bit about your passion here in Birmingham, specifically Mountain Brook Schools, for teaching not only the Spanish language, but the Spanish culture. Uh, and you have the privilege of doing it for K through six students. So those young, very impressionable minds, uh, something they're still wrapping their head around what verbs and adjectives and noun are in the English language and how to pair those together, but then learning words in a in a different language. Tell me a little bit more about what that means to you to be able to teach and provide that for those students. Well, first of all, I think I'm very fortunate, very lucky to be able to teach Spanish and my culture because it comes natural. Also, our program here is exploratory. So I have such a freedom as long as I'm following the standards and what we're supposed to teach to go any direction I want. So um, when the opportunity came to come to work full-time to here at Crestline. And I was just teaching and having fun. And here and there, students start asking questions that I was thinking, hmm, you know, that's a misconception. Or, oh, I cannot believe they're thinking that way. 
And it took me back to when I was a young girl. I went to an American school in Guatemala. All my teachers were Americans. All my classes were in English except for, well, well, we had social studies and grammar and reading in Spanish, but also we had those in English. But PE was in Spanish, but everything else was in English. So by my teachers being American, you know, there was a learning curve, you know, because things were said, done, or worked in a different way in school that I was expecting according to how things were at home. So I had to learn, like, a different culture. And they would come to our school being from here in the United States and share how their lives and their experiences here were with us. So that was very interesting. And I thought about that when all these questions were coming from my students here. It's like, you know what? I learned so much that way. I can move my program in a way that I can provide my students what these teachers did for me. So um, more than teaching the language, I, I start thinking if I can just go strong with the culture and teach the kids, you know, different ideas, different ways of doing things or, you know, different ways, everything, you know, just, I, I don't know, that maybe I could open little doors of curiosity in their minds. And throughout the years, I realized that the more culture I taught, the more Spanish they were learning because their passion for the language came after falling, maybe not in love, but being very curious about the culture. Throughout the years also, I've been here over 25 years. I noticed that parents start asking questions and they start doing trips to Spanish countries according to what the kids were learning here at school. And that was very rewarding to see that what I was trying to teach them, you know, the little bit of me was really affecting what was happening at their homes. Absolutely. So um, I started putting more and more effort in that. And again, they start doing the strips, they come back, they're sharing with their friends, then there's more questions, there's more interest, and it became where Yes, I'm teaching Spanish, but really I'm teaching culture. And now I'm having parents interested and kids are doing trips that are amazing. I wish I could go there mm-hmm. as their guides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit tangibly what that looks like in your classroom. I had the chance to visit with you earlier today as the, the day we're recording this. Um, and what what are some things that you do tangibly in order to teach the students the culture? I mean, I, I think back on, you know, my experience coming through Mountain Brook schools, and I remember vividly, you know, elementary Spanish, we would have, um, we'd make certain foods, right? Mm-hmm. We'd have different fiestas based off times of the year. So what are ways that you do that to incorporate the culture to then instill the learning? Okay, well, um, different things. Like right now, we're celebrating a Valentine's Day. So for a week and a half, one of the things that I'm, I'm, you know, focusing is relationships, talking about how we say I love you in Spanish, but how we have different words and how we use one word and the other way, one or the other word, and, you know, 
how to differentiate them and when to use one, when to use the other one, and to get them to ask questions and to hear them laugh. Or when we did something and they would say one of the phrases, they said, ooh, you're using the more formal one, you know, so to see them react to what we're learning, you know, is what makes me keep going. And also we learn songs and I would use the kids as examples. And one of the songs, for example, talks about giving kisses, one kiss, two kiss, three kisses, four kisses. And so I would bring a kid in front of the classroom and get very close to that person. And I say, we're talking about kisses. What do you think I'm going to do? And you see the child getting red. And the kid says, ooh, Sierra Blanton is going to kiss you. So we talk about the personal space. Look how close I am, and mm, look at this face, it's very red, to show them the difference between here in the United States where we need to have that space in between people and how sh- smaller that space is in Spanish cultures. So then yeah. we talk about the kissing. You know, here we kiss not as frequent as we do in Spanish countries. And it's not a greeting or something like yes, that. Yes, we yeah. greet. And I told them I just was in Guatemala. My uncle introduced me to two friends that he swims with every day. And guess how I said, nice to meet you. And they scream, did you kiss them? And yes, I did. You say, nice to meet you with a kiss. So then we talk about, okay, hold on, hold on. There's two type of kisses. The kiss that your mommy would give you, that she puts her lips on your cheek, and you can feel it, and you can hear it. And the one that you do to strangers when you're saying hello, or your friends when they come and visit you, or your neighbor when they come to your house. And do you want to see how that kiss is? And, of course, they say yes. And, you know, I have that child standing up next to me. I'm getting very close. Right. So I say, okay, are you ready for Sierra Blanton to kiss you? And this is no. And I said, well, I'm going to kiss you. You know, I'm going to teach the class a second kiss and it's just show them it's a cheek to cheek and the kiss goes to the air. Mm-hmm. So um, to hear him scream, to hear him, oh, and yeah. have that reaction and to see that child get red is priceless. Right. So that is one of the ways that I try to do that. But also I love to see when they're coming in how they're dressed because I can create stories and then they start looking at each other because they know I'm making a story about them. And they can say, are you talking about, are you talking about, you know, and try to figure out. And then we talk about why I did that story. And I try to make it relatable, either what we are learning or something that has to do culturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you said you've been at Crestline for over 25 years. And what is it that keeps you coming back? What's so special to you um, about not only Crestline, but um, now married to Frank and, Mm -hmm. you know, him working at Mountain Brook Schools, the, the, district in general is is very special and near and dear to not only your heart but your family's heart as well well um you know i started here again because my children came to Mountain and when i volunteer really i did it at the beginning because i wanted to be part of my kids education and i wanted them to have the same opportunity i had one of the things i tell my students in the classroom is do you think that if i did not know english i could have this job I'm teaching Spanish, but do you think I need the English? And we have conversations about that. And I said, you know, yeah, I need English because I need to talk to my principals. I need to talk to parents, you know, the way that I also communicate and have a relationship with you. I need my English. So I wanted, you know, my kids to have that same opportunity. I have to have a different language to be able to communicate more with other people and be able to travel. 
So that's how I started. But um, throughout the years and being here and sharing my culture, sharing my language, to see how receptive the kids are about it and how much they enjoy and how much they allow me to get that close to them and to always hug them and to talk to them or, or to share what they're doing outside of school that has to be, you know, that relates to what we do in classroom. I just love them. You know, um, I have to be very honest. Many Sunday nights I think, oh, my gosh, I have to wake up tomorrow. I have to go to work. And it's hard to get here Monday morning. But as soon as the first child gets to the classroom, I'm just happy. I'm just right. happy. I, I have the dream job. I don't have to grade. I don't have to deal with anything but just have fun with the kids. And when the kids come, if they want to share something that I feel like, oh, this is a great opportunity for learning that has to do with Spanish, the culture, the language, I would put aside what I had planned and tackle that way. So in a way, I feel like that's a way to um, tell the kids I'm listening. I see what you're interested in. Hey, let's talk about that. Yeah. And I learn so much also when I do things like that. And one of my best lessons, if not all of them, have come from ideas that the kids have brought to class or in conversations that we have had when the opportunities have come to veer out of what I had planned that day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How, and, and how in that have you seen the school culture Maybe it from something you've brought to the table or somebody along the years has brought to the table, whether it be an administrator or a colleague or a group of students, maybe a certain grade level. How have you seen um, all those things that you talk about, you know, connecting with students and maybe jumping out of the textbook to connect with a child and, and meet them where they are? How have you seen that make an impact in your life and also the Crestline community? Well, for the Crestline community and for my school, everyone gets involved. My teachers give me so much support. I could not teach. I could not do. I could not achieve what I'm achieving in my classroom without their support. Um, Just an example, and I'm going to give the name. It's Miss Kane in fourth grade. When she comes to my classroom, she comes loud. She has already heard what I'm doing in classroom, and she's going to kick in. She's going to add to what I'm doing or participate, and I know that those kids are eating up what I'm doing in class and want a little bit more to have that reaction with their classroom teacher. So my, my teachers have been amazing. They have embraced me. They have supported the program, and my program is successful because of them. For me, the person that I am today, I would not be without what I have learned from my friends, my colleagues, and the students. You know, the love that they have given me, their smiles, their frowns, everything, it's just been a life-changing experience for me. I would not want to be anywhere else. It, it sticks with you, and it mm-hmm. uh, has, has kept you, you know, going, like you say, when in those hard days and where it's hard to walk through the door and, 
you know, those smiles and those voices mm-hmm. of the students, you know, brighten your day. Uh, that's a beautiful thing to hear. And, uh, and the fact that you get to witness that, I appreciate you, you opening up and sharing with us, Kimmy. Um, so before we go, I want to mm-hmm. ask you, I mean, that's a very heartfelt, heartfelt sharing. So if there's, if that's it, that's it. I understand. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to share with us? We like to give our guest the last word on this podcast. And, uh, again, we really appreciate your time taking, uh, moments out of your day to, to open not only to us about your, your personal story, but you know, your heart and your heart for teaching and, and children and students. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to leave it to you and you will close us out here on this episode of the Mountain Brook Schools podcast. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here and allow me to share my story. But um, I want to thank Dr. Byerlo. You know, I am very happy, you know, married to Frank Clinton and Frank Blunton was the first hire that Dr. Barlow did in the high school when he was a principal. So that's why I'm marrying, thanks to him. So I want to thank him for that. And the also for the matchmaker. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and, and for also supporting the program. Um, I want to thank all my friends at Crestline. And they're not friends. They're my family. I've been here in the United States for almost 40 years. And... You know, not every year has been the best. And when I went through my hardest times, you know, it was not just my colleagues, but the families that supported me. So I just want everyone to know that we need to take advantage of what Mountain Brook is and what it's doing because we're a family. It's true that we are hired to be teachers, to, to you know, sure the kids are learning but I think that we go a step further where we are truly loving our students and wanted to have relationships with them and that's what makes Mount Brook so special so I just want to encourage everyone in the system to keep doing the job that they're doing but not to miss that that we're more than teachers more than institution we're truly a family